and welcome back to Full Transparency with Rebecca. I'm your host, Rebecca, and pitter-patters of the dogs. There's two of them now. I apologize in advance for the barking as well because they're still getting used to each other. But today, I'm super excited because I'm finally recording an episode that was supposed to be recorded like six months ago. So sorry for the delay. Um, But yeah, I'm diving into a woman words. I'm diving into uh, my experience at a women's conference that I went to uh, March of 22, March of 2022. Um, And the original plan was to have some other ladies come on. Um, Not sure if that's going to happen or not. I'm sure I'll have those ladies come on for other episodes, but I don't know if women's conference is going to be one of them. But it was a great experience and I'm super like happy that I went. Um, I am very close with my, like, church mentor is, like, the leader of, like, the women's conference. Um, so she was leading it, and I was just like, hey, how can I, goodness, how can I come alongside of you, help you, like, what can I, what can I do? This is very much my personality. If you're familiar with the Enneagram, I am an Enneagram 2 wing 3. So I'm a first and foremost, I'm a helper and then I go into what's called I I believe the like terminology for uh Enneagram 3 is the achiever. So like first and foremost, um I just want to help everybody and I want to get things done. Like that is just my personality. That is how I function. That is just the core of my being. Um, so I was like, Hey, how can I help? And she goes, Hey, we would love a, um, if you join our prayer team. So that was praying leading up to the conference that was, uh, doing like pre pre like services, um, prayers. And then, um, she also asked me if I would be the photographer, which is a dream, you guys. Um, I've always like one of my goals in life. is to be a church's like videographer so to document all of the events uh like baptisms barbecues camps like I want to be that person for a season of my life I don't know if that's like a forever thing um but that is one of my my dreams in life is for a season to be a church's videographer so that is what going into this conference looked like was I was on the prayer team and I was the photographer Prior to the conference, I went with my church's youth group uh, to winter camp, um, which I've done many, many times, but this was the first year I wasn't actually on the team. Uh, Brandon and I had recently stepped off the team, uh, but the youth pastor was like, hey, we could use another female. Would you be willing? And I said, of course. Um, so doing going through winter camp, um, I just was able to really connect with a couple of my students that I have been with for, oh, I think it's been four years now. And so I was like, hey, like on the, on the way home, I was like, hey, would you guys like want to come to women's conference with me? And they're like, um, we would love to, but you got to like ask our parents and stuff. So I immediately uh, texted their moms and got all the details figured out. So I brought two teenagers with me, which is so great because we were able to like kind of transition um this like student leader relationship that we've had so long into more of like a friendship which was just really neat to 
like experience like yes there's there's like a yeah there's a 10 year age gap um but I think that's kind of normal in the church that you see like friendships um especially like between like mentor mentees um that the age like yes ages matter like don't be weird with your relationships with people um but like you see people that you would have never thought being friends being friends because within a church there's so much multi um generational like discipleship um so that was really cool and I was able to just make those friendships deeper and yeah that was a really big like thing that happened at women's conference for me I was also able to go deeper with some new ladies that I had recently met just hanging out with them just asking like how they were doing and like what God was doing in their life um and then my big thing was I was able to rebuild some bridges with some old friendships um that like I thought were like never gonna be redeemed again and like never like we were just we've just accepted that like we're not meant to be friends we're just I'll be nice to you you'll be nice to me and that's just gonna be the end of it I guess (laughs) um so that's that was really cool that God brought um, healing to those, to that relationship. It was really only one of them. And yeah, it was super awesome. And the guest speaker was phenomenal. Like, oh, Pastor Melissa is, was an amazing speaker. And some people, like, putting aside everything that I was walking through and heading into, um, of conference, she would have been a phenomenal speaker, but she touched a very tender part of my heart. Um, so this conference was in March and in January I was diagnosed with, uh, PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome. Ooh, I'm going to get emotional. (laughs) Um, which causes infertility issues so going into the conference I was just very weighed down um I had been hunting for about three months doing lots of blood draws trying to do different vitamin regimens like just fighting for answers and fighting for ways like how how do I move forward with it with this PCOS is un it is a untreatable um, disorder. There's no current treatments. There are things that um, a woman can do to help minimize symptoms. Um, and there's like hormone supplements and hormone treatment that women can do. Um, but like, I will have PCOS my entire life. That's not, it's not something that's going to go away. Um, so that was really heavy. And I've known, like, I've known for a long time that there was something going on in my body. Um, at age 18, I went to the doctors. Um, I guess things just weren't right. And they're like, oh, here's this medication. Just be on that and it's going to fix all your issues. And I thought that it did. I thought that the prescription they gave me fixed everything because to me, everything went back to normal. I felt fine. Um, my hormones seemed fine. Like, 
everything seemed on the surface very fine. And in reality, the medication that they gave me was actually just masking this really deep issue that I have um, because they just took my word of something's not wrong. And then there was no testing that was done. There was, there's nothing like they didn't go deeper into, oh, this young girl thinks that something's wrong. They just went, oh, well, this medication fixes every, this prescription fixes everything. So I was on this prescription for who? Like six ish years. Um, just thinking, you know, everything's fine. I, I didn't think about it anymore. I was like, okay, like, I was told that this medication is fine and will help everything. And then when Brandon and I got married, it was something on the table that we had talked about of me being on this medication. And I said, you know, I just, I don't want, I don't think I want to be on this prescription anymore. Um, like something, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel right anymore. So we went off this prescription and what I thought was supposed to be normal for me stopped. So the normal that I was experiencing on this prescription stopped and I went back to how I was as a 16, 17, 18 year old before being on this prescription. And I was like, this isn't how my body is supposed to function. This isn't how things are supposed to work. I don't know what to do. I'm frustrated. I'm sad. Like, is, does this mean that like, I'm never going to be able to be a mom? Like what, what does this stuff mean? So I went back to my doctor and they looked at me and was like, you just need to get back on the prescription. And I was like, "Mm, no, thank you. I'll find a different doctor. So I found my midwife and she's amazing. And she listened to me and ran tests and test and test and test. We did. So we did weekly. At first we did weekly blood draw. So I was going in once a week and having my blood drawn. And then it turned into bi-weekly and then we were trying different supplements and she just she could no longer help me. So this is the mind state. I say all this because this is where I was coming into this conference was my midwife had just told me that there her hands are tied and there's nothing more that she can do for me. So the guest speaker comes and the guest speaker talks about how she had like undiagnosed infertility. Like there was no no reason on why her and her husband were experiencing the problems that they were. And she just was faithful and everything. And she is now a very proud mom um, with beautiful children. And that, like, struck me to the core. Because not only did I feel seen by the other women around me who knew I was going through this stuff, but I just felt so seen by God that he would orchestrate something so beautiful to have me come into a conference so just brokenhearted and upset and frustrated of the circumstances that I was in, knowing that the guest speaker was going to touch such a tender part of my heart and speak so deeply to me in a way that nobody else 
and that whole conference was going to be able to relate and talk to me and I I found her later in the conference and was like hey like your story really touched me um I just need you to know like that your your story is moving in my heart and I told her the synopsis of what I just told you guys of like this is what I'm walking through and I don't have answers, and she prayed with me, and she told me that she, um, she has a list of, she calls it mamas to be, or mamas in waiting, and she's like, I'm gonna add you to my list of mamas in waiting, and it didn't end there, where our friends on Facebook, and I give her updates on what's going on, so she has the ability to be praying more specifically on what's going on and since then ooh, <laughs> um since that conference I've gotten more answers and I've gotten more things of like what to do and what we can go through and I started seeing a different specialist and um I actually just recently stopped seeing the specialist um due to just treatment is expensive if you know someone <laughs> who is going through um, fertility treatment, um, love on them extra. That's all I can say. It's uh, it's a lot. It's a lot emotionally, physically, uh, mentally, um, unfortunately, financially. In some circumstances, um, it 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 can get very expensive very quickly. Um, but Brendan and I had dis- have decided that we are going to just pause um, my treatment and stuff and just kind of focus on things that we can do um, to minimize symptoms of PCOS. So I am like 85% gluten and dairy free. I say 85% because I still allow myself that, um, honestly, to eat Chick-fil-A. <laughs> but I still allow myself to have... I think the last thing that I said before the dog started freaking out was that I'm gluten and dairy free and that I'm giving myself grace as I'm learning what I can and can't eat. I think that's where we were. (laughs) But yeah, that is my, that was my experience of going to this women's conference of, I was excited because I was able to kind of be in a leadership role as being on the prayer team and the photographer and bringing uh, two of my old youth students with me. Um, But also, like, I was very just heartbroken and, like, grieving this idea of being a mom because I genuinely thought that those were my answers were that I'm never going to have a child of my own in that. And not that, like, adopting and fostering isn't a child of your own. Because we we talked about it. We're like, I, I'm willing to adopt. I'm willing to foster to adopt. I'm willing to go through those processes. Um, because there are so many children in this world that just need a, a safe home that they can grow up in and be happy in. And if that is where the Lord leads us, like, that's what we're going to do. But I was grieving the, like... I'm I'm never going to give birth to my own children.
And that's where I was at going into this conference. Like, I was so torn of, like, I'm so excited. Like, this is the first time we've done a conference in person since, like, before COVID. Because, you know, COVID, I don't need to go into depth of that. Um, So, like, I was so just with all of these mixed emotions of, like, I'm heartbroken. I don't know who to talk to about what I'm walking through. But I also, like, am just so, like, excited and, like, expectant of God to show up. And he did. He provided me with something that I can't get anywhere else. He gave me just such a deep peace that I am seen, I am heard, like I'm not alone in this journey, and it just, it meant so much to me to know that my prayers are being heard, that the prayers of other people are being heard about me, that, like, God's not done with me, that God is not, like, I'm not being punished. Me having PCOS is not a punishment. And other couples and families that go through their own experiences with children or sickness or, I mean, really anybody that goes through a negative thing, um, in the world is not being punished by God. Like, cancer is not a punishment. Infertility issues, it's not a punishment. Um, sicknesses, having a special needs child, like, these are not punishments by God. But there's something so much more beautiful that God... Wants this a part of your story in order, like, I don't even know how to explain it. I know that at the end of my life, whenever that is, if it's tomorrow, if it is 60 years from now, that because I've been open and honest about my experience, I have encouraged other specifically women that they are seen and they are heard and they are cared for and that God loves them if they're in a position to receive God's love they can understand that I recognize that some people um are not believers so they do they are not in a position to receive God's love um but there's so, there's so much more to this story. I'm learning so much more about myself through this journey. And learning so much about God through this journey. I know there's a purpose for it. I know that there is a reason. And I know that's such a like cliche, Christian cliche of like, there's always a reason for why God does things. But it's such it's the truth that there is always a reason for what we go through no matter what it looks like and this story isn't finished like I am still very um expectant that God's going to open the door for Brandon and myself to have children and very expectant that it's going to be through my own body um But I know that if it's not, if it is through adoption or through the foster care system, I know that the peace 
and the love and the grace is going to come with that. And I know these things. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's my, that's where I'm at. That's where, um, that's what happened at women's conference. That is kind of the update of where we are, um, in our PCOS journey. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Full Transparency with Rebecca. I hope this episode um, encourages um, somebody out there who is eventually going to listen to this. Um, But in the meantime, until next time, um, continue to live your uh, full transparent life. And we'll talk next time.